Hey, my fellow monkeys, what's up? Old Uncle Silverback here with you on the Armed Ape Podcast, the show where we review and talk about everything from guns, gear, and movies to life in general. Nothing is ever out of bounds. As always, everything we talk about has the end goal of making our lives better by cutting through all the marketing BS using logic, reason, and honest discussions. I look forward to hearing from you soon and to your participation in the show. Well, hey, my beautiful monkeys and fellow travelers, what is going on? Today is Friday. It is the 4th of December, 2020. I am in the mobile studio. I'm actually coming back from being up in the, uh, what we would call the high country or up in the White Mountains. So it's much higher in elevation than from where I live. Uh, most, as you, most of you guys know, I do live in Arizona. And uh, Arizona has a lot of different ecosystems and a lot of different environments. And uh, it's a state that I really enjoy. There's a lot of stuff that you can do. Anyway, before we jump in with uh, the show today, let's go ahead and get our contact info going. And the road here is a little rough, so I may be a little uh, shaky in the voice just as uh, as, as I'm driving, that type of thing. So... If you'd like to contact me, and I'd love to hear from you, there's a couple of different ways that you can do so. There is the voicemail, which is area code 206-745-2731. 206-745-APE1. If you would rather send in an email and have me read it out for you on the show, or if you would like to record your own audio and have me play it for you on the show. The place to send that is thearmedape at gmail.com. All one word, thearmedape at gmail.com. Over on the website, you'll find buttons for uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. There is also a PayPal donation button, so if you like the show, and would ever consider donating financially or supporting it financially, I guess I should say, there is a PayPal donation button and you can just uh, click on that button and follow the prompts and it's easy peasy. Speaking a little bit more of social media, I am starting to migrate some of the videos that I have over to BitChute. I I know there's other stuff. There's things like Rumble and there's uh, other things. Oh, did I mention the website, which is uh, thearmedape.com? That's where you go, where you'll find all the buttons and everything. Uh, so anyway, I am going over to BitChute. I was hesitant to maybe go over to BitChute uh, for reasons that I've, I've talked about kind of before. It just seems like there's so much kind of negativity. Uh, and I talked about this on, uh, on the last episode of Firearms Cafe. And so I'll go into a little bit detail. I know there's a lot of people that listen to this show that don't and vice versa. So uh, it doesn't hurt to repeat some of the stuff. 
I was thinking, and the more I thought about it, I thought, man, this thing has so much negativity, and do I want to sort of associate myself with a thing that has a lot of uh, negative speech? And in, and in many cases, what you would maybe legitimately call, I guess, hate speech. Uh, but I, I, the more I thought about it, the more I, th- I kind of thinking, well, am I being positional here? What is the principle? And I've always said that the answer to a bad speech is good speech. So the na- the answer to negative speech or hate speech is would be positive speech or love speech, if you wanted to call it or couch it in those terms. And I thought, you know what? I should I should maybe do more of this. And I think what I'm going to do too over at at Bitshoot, it seems that when you look at some of the other things that are out there when you look at some of it seems like new things kind of pop up Uh, you know if we look kind of in in gun world as you guys know you know i'm a a gun guy and when we look at things like full 30 which was supposed to be the answer oh this is going to be the answer and uh, you can come over here but it seems like even though they had a lot of backing it seems like they they say reserve your channel and we'll do this well i've had a channel reserved there for what two three years and you never hear anything from it and it seems like unless you're one of the kind of major players uh, that's over on youtube already and have like a big audience that you could come to them and say hey put my stuff over here you know i don't know still the views and everything and i think that's again one of the problems with full 30 is they didn't open it up to sort of everybody uh, but with you know with BitChute, again, are you going to get the views that you would get over at YouTube? And the answer is no. For somebody like me, it's it may be about the same. I just uh, especially for you know initial views and things like that. My channel now, um, oh, so my BitChute channel. I'll talk about that real quick. Is called every, the Every Blade of Grass is my YouTube channel, and Every Blade of Grass was taken already over on BitChute. So, and I, I looked it up. It's basically just one person that has a song or something like that. So it's kind of like, well, uh, you know, who knows? Maybe that person eventually will delete their channel or something like that. But my channel over on BitChute is Every Blade of Grass uh, 76. And each word is capitalized. So every is capitalized blade capitalized of capitalized grass capitalized and then the number 76 so i would invite you to go over there maybe sign up for a bit shoot account i know it kind of does like a torrent type thing uh and i that kind of sort of scared me off a little bit too but i think now eh, you know it's fine i think eventually bit shoot will it seems to be the one i think that is going to rise to prominence over some of these other stuff. I know there's a new thing called Rumble, and I don't know, it it seems that they, the way they do stuff is they want, everybody wants to have their little gimmick, and it's not just a a video site. And that's one thing I think with BitChute is they're saying, okay, this is basically just a video site. And what they're really doing is they're saying, hey, unless you're advocating for uh, criminal activity. So you're saying, Hey, let's, you know, go rob these banks or let's, you know, do, you know, do home invasions and film it and put it up here. You know, so unless you're doing, uh, or, or calling for, um, 
like here's this guy's address go over there and like you know kill him or something you know basically illegal activity they're saying whatever goes goes and one of the things that they do for their front page and i saw a guy was talking about this and i agreed with it he was saying well you should at least collate your front page to where what you're not seeing is you know holocaust deniers and and you know a lot of you know racist stuff and you know all sorts of other things and again it comes back to that thing of how do you counter bad speech and the way that you do that is you sort of flood you flood bit shoot with good speech or good content and that then pushes a lot of this hateful hateful shit just gets gets crushed under the good um, and I know BitChute's position is, look, whatever's up here is up here. And if these are kind of the things that are the popular videos, this is just what we're doing. We don't do anything. But I, I don't know. I think I would, what I would like to see them do maybe, and I talked about this on the last episode of Firearms Cafe, was I would like to see them do a thing where they just, maybe their front page is just oh this is how bit shoot works this is how you know all this stuff and then have things to where uh, you go to to the different categories and maybe have that be more prominent to say this and and to have the categories just be kind of like uh, uh, what do I want to say non-controversial I don't even know if that's the right term that I'm looking for but just having it maybe be safe for work stuff and you know it's kind of speaking of that a weird thing is with BitChute is when I uploaded my first video, it was about gas cans and uh, it was the, the uh, Wavian brand, which is made by Valpro. Uh, but they're really good cans as a matter of fact. But anyway, I was thinking, well, is this, do I need to put a category for what this video is? And I thought, well, it would probably fall under maybe autos and automotive. And so now that's what my channel is categorized as. And I went to try and change it and they said, well, you've, since you've made your one selection, this is what it is, which I didn't really understand. It's like you're locked out is their, kind of their terminology. So what I'm hoping to happen is that I can, I'll probably have to send them an email and say, oh, I want my channel to just be, and again, it, it, there's not really a category for firearms or anything like that. So I think what I'm going to probably have mine fall under is the, do-it-yourself DIY stuff I'm actually pulling into town a little bit so now I gotta actually start paying attention you know what I'm gonna do I'm gonna hit pause real quick and then we'll we'll kind of come back all right I'm back on the freeway so I am out of the crowded little town I was driving through Payson which usually this time of year uh, is super crowded but because of uh, COVID there's a lot less traffic on the road so I think I was talking about uh, sort of video uh, places like, you know, YouTube. So video, what we call it, hosting sites, I guess. And talking a little bit about BitChute and maybe I had mentioned Rumble. Rumble seems like it's kind of an odd little thing. I don't know that it's going to last. And again, I, I think I may have mentioned it before. I do think BitChute is going to be probably the major contender for YouTube I think it seems to be able to have maybe the most legs uh, it's relatively easy to get started on there's still some little quirks that I don't like about it but anyway uh, 
So go over and check that out. Give yourself a, uh, a BitTube uh, account and then subscribe to my channel again, Every Blade of Grass 76. And eventually, I, uh, like I said, I'll be on YouTube until they shut the channel down. Um, and I don't know if they'll ever do that. My channel is so small that I, I you know, I'm, I'm like a pebble or a grain of sand on the beach. It, you know, I, YouTube has so many, uh, so many um, videos and channels and so much content that's on there that it's, you know, it's kind of crazy. Uh, let's see. Let me, I, you know what? I've started a new show. And so I wanted to talk about that a little bit. And it's, a, it's on Netflix. It's called Barbarians. And it's interesting. I liked the first... I liked kind of the first um, episode. That's all I've seen so far. And it seems to try and... and um, maybe do things how it would have been historically. The show is about, I guess, the the Romans are coming in trying to, to conquer what the Romans call the Germanic tribes, which is, which is were actually several different tribes, uh, and kind of what they're doing with that. And it focuses on the story so far is kind of like this one main village, and they had, I guess, probably had 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 a lot of skirmishes all these tribes combined and then what they were saying is the romans came in and said ah you know you don't have to pay tribute or anything but and we'll keep the peace that way and now that more and more romans are coming over what they're finding is that they actually want tribute and so they're trying to alter the deal and that's kind of what this is about are these people going to fight back what's going to happen you know are they going to submit and You're seeing um, there is maybe going to be some stuff from modern times kind of shoehorned in as far. And I guess that kind of happens all the time uh, with, uh, you know, when we look at shows, a lot of times they'll try and deal with maybe modern stuff, especially in science fiction. They would deal with uh, modern problems or modern uh, issues. I guess I should say maybe even more than problems by kind of couching them in in science fiction terms. So. And I don't know, there is a little bit of that, but I don't know if there'll be a whole lot of that kind of, kind of, again, like I said, shoehorned in. It's interesting. I, the writing is okay. Um, now, obviously, you probably can't have them speak the way that they speak. Oh, and that's another thing. It, it's foreign language. Which, and it, it's funny. I watch so much foreign stuff, and I watch so much, like... Uh, anime and and different movies and from and I'm I'm so used to subtitles that in my head when I remember it I it's almost like I hear them speaking English and generally and I don't know how you guys feel but generally I like to hear the actor's performance in in their native language I don't like to I generally don't like to have things dubbed Sometimes what can happen is you, because you're not used to the language, especially if it's something you haven't heard a lot of, uh, and you're not really sure how the, the, um, oh, what's I kind of the musicality of the language, if that makes any sense. So if, if you hear English, you can see, you can hear bad acting, but if you're listening to maybe Chinese or Japanese or German or Italian, and you're not used to that language, Sometimes the bad acting, the tones of it, 
and the beats of the language you don't pick up on, you know, as, as, as a person that doesn't speak that language, as a non-native speaker. So I, I still think, though, I've watched enough to where now what I can do is I can actually see the bad acting and I can hear it in the tones, especially with a lot of like Japanese stuff. Uh, not as much with Chinese. I'm not as good with the Chinese, but with Japanese, since I watch so much of that, I'm, I'm pretty good with it. And even with like German and with some other stuff, because I've, I've heard so much that I can kind of pick up on it now. And I will have to say that these, they seem to be pretty good actors. Also what we would call maybe the production or the set, set designs or the art design of, of the, of it is actually pretty good as well. So I'm, I am having my finger, keeping my fingers crossed that this turns out to be a pretty good show. Uh, I don't know if it'll go, you know, for another season or not. My wife and I have been watching Ozark and I think Ozark has three seasons We're and I think it got canceled though. I thought the first season of it was phenomenal and I thought they dealt with a lot of really neat issues. Um, but, and we're, we're almost through with the second season now. Unfortunately, what I think the second season has turned into is sort of the, oh, when you would watch a show like X-Files or you would watch a show sometimes even like the, 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 Oh, the, the, some of the Star Trek and some, uh, some of that other stuff. It's, it's, and some of that would be, you would call or term it sort of like monster of the week. So it's like, okay, here's this jam. How do they get out? One of the things that I, and it almost becomes a little bit soap opera. And another show that I thought that I, while I liked it, I thought that it fell down into this. And there were actually two. And I think it was uh, probably due to kind of the writer, that guy's name is Kirk Sutter. Uh, but anyway, was Sons of Anarchy. I thought Sons of Anarchy started out strong, but then turned into, we're in a jam. How do we get out of the jam? Oh, no, the whole thing is going to explode in our faces. Everything's going to, you know, it's going to be the end of the world for us. And then, boom, they get out. And it turned sort of into that while still carrying on somewhat of an arc. Also, that was sort of the same thing I thought with The Shield. Uh, although The Shield, for its time, when it came out, it was pretty good, and I think it, it still kind of holds up today. There are some episodes of The Shield where it's like, ooh. Um, and it was a little bit of that maybe with Justified. And, and, and these are all shows that I liked. And maybe what I'll do is I, I might do a show in the future if you guys would be interested. Although I don't get much feedback. I know the numbers are small. I don't put out the show as often as I should. But what I may do is do sort of a on something like Justified where there's multiple seasons, same thing with Sons of Anarchy and uh, The Shield, what I may do is a show on each season where I just say, okay, this is what happened in season one, this is what happened in season two, these are the things I liked about it, this is what I thought was good and bad. So I may do some of that stuff. Also, if, uh, if there are some of you guys that are out there, when I start doing that stuff, don't be shy, go ahead and send some things in. And we won't really worry about necessarily, probably for that stuff, spoilers. The only thing that we would do, and I'll go into more detail of this once we start, once I start doing the shows on that, is I'd say, okay, we won't, we won't pick up or do anything or talk about anything that happens in 
if we're doing season three, we're not going to talk about anything that happened in season four. But if we're doing season again, season three, we can still reference and talk about stuff that happened in season uh, one and two, so to speak, if that makes sense. All right. So anyway, getting back to Ozark, what I felt started to happen in season two is you you could have had some really neat setups and had it sort of play out but it seemed like they're they're wanting to make every episode this high stakes everything's on the line and I don't think you needed to do that I thought in season one they were able to sort of kind of do things and and ramp up the tension and build things and the characters were really good Jason Bateman holy cow man that guy is good now, some people say, oh, his performance in there is, is kind of a little, mm, I, maybe you could say it was a little bit one note, but if you look at what that character is, I don't, I think there's a lot of subtlety in his performance, and I think that uh, the person, Mart, his name is Martin Bird, or Marty Bird, and... I think that if you look at what his character is supposed to be, he is this guy that really on the outside is sort of, oh, what would you call it? Maybe unflappable. Is that the right word I'm looking for? Uh, And so that when you confront him with something, he's super deadpan, but he's kind of deadpan all the time. And there's, although there's been a couple of things in the show where it actually showed that he, he did kind of slip. And that was more in the first season. So what I may do is I may go back and do, like I said, I'll do that thing maybe where I, I recap the first season just in a big arc. And then I'll, um, we've kind of lost a little bit of interest in Ozark, unfortunately. It's definitely, it's a decent show. Uh, but it's gotten to the point where some some of the writing a little bit is well just kind of like well that's kind of that's sure is coincidental so it almost turns into that uh, what we've talked about before in certain movies or in certain shows where they have the uh, the the term the ghost in the machine or god in the machine so deus es machina uh, where it's like well this person wouldn't get out of this thing without almost divine intervention Anyway, we'll, uh, I'll come back and, and, and talk about that show more in depth. So I do want to finish it up, and especially that I know that it is the show has an end. What I'm wondering, though, is if when they had done season three, if they knew they were getting canceled, they knew they weren't getting picked up. So did they leave it kind of on a cliffhanger? A lot of times if a show, if they know, oh, you're not going to get picked up, then they can say, okay, well, let's actually wrap this stuff up let's you know you know let's let's have an actual plan here and i don't know if that's going to happen or if you're going to be kind of left with an unsatisfactory series ending and what show was it that i was watching where they go so it was in i think it was uh dexter and uh i don't think i've ever talked about in depth dexter but the way that dexter ended they should have ended it maybe a season or two earlier, but it was it was too popular, and they kind of pushed it out and sort of ran out of ideas and really kind of screwed the pooch on it, in, in my opinion. Uh, so anyway, what's some other shows that we're watching? Um, 
my wife has watched and I've and I kind of know because it's on in the background sometimes or we're watching something and I'll just kind of you know halfway watch it with her she's there's that Australian women's prison show called Wentworth which again and in talking with my wife about it she was like well this is definitely a show that is for women the way that it's acted the way that it's written how issues are dealt with and so for me while I think it's a decent show it it doesn't really hold my interest but it's well written and it's well acted you know I will say that uh, so maybe if you uh, if you're looking for a show maybe to recommend for your wife or your significant other there or if you kind of like just a different type of, of uh, presentation of certain things you know maybe check that one out uh, but she's been there's been a couple I think they did a new season and so she's been re-watching that again uh, we have been watching um, bah, 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 bah. what did we watch the other day uh, Sasha Baron Cohen had a uh, I guess you'd call it a mini series called Spy and it is about uh, what would you call it I guess he's in their sort of maybe their version of the CIA and it takes place in the 60s and it's the story of you know what is this guy uh, he's he's Jewish but he's I think he's of maybe Syrian heritage and what they're wanting to do is have him infiltrate at higher levels of the government and things like that and so they they set him up as a successful businessman and it, it's interesting you you sort of are told I guess maybe in what we would consider it's going to sound odd to say this, but a linear flashback style. So what we see is when this, when the thing opens up, we see sort of the end of what the series would be or the end of this person. And then we start to go back in flashback and then we go back and we see, but then when we're in the flashbacks, it's more linear, if that makes sense. So we, we pick up with him, with his wife, what he wants to do, how he's torn between family and then really wanting to, oh, there's lots of little, there's lots of things that aren't necessarily so subtle, but because he is of Syrian descent, even though he's Jewish, he's seen as different from, I guess, the other, um, I don't know, what would you want to say, like pure, pure, pure Jewish, I guess, I don't, I don't have enough um, background or enough knowledge but they, I think, he, and whether the people kind of look down at him or not, you know, he's not like a super wealthy guy at this point. So he is looking to kind of prove himself, but he does have a very strong love for his country. He feels that he's Jewish, you know, that type of thing. So anyway, um, we've got, we're almost through with that. And that's pretty good. I would recommend that. It's, it's well acted. And I don't know if it's supposed to be based off of a guy, like somebody who actually did this stuff or not. You know, maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. I don't know. Uh, and again, we it's funny. The way that we watch shows is we'll get on kind of a jag with them, and then we'll start maybe to pick up something else. We're like, oh, you know, let's take a little break from this. And then the little break, we think, oh, let's, you know, let's, let's take two or three days off. Turns out to be like, sometimes two or three weeks or sometimes two or three months. And then we're just like, oh yeah, we forgot about that. Oh, you know what just popped into my head? <laughs> and it's a show, unfortunately, that 
uh, we'll kind of we won't bury the lead here, but it's a show that unfortunately I'm kind of a little disappointed with. I thought it started off strong, but for me it has kind of faded. And it's on HBO, which I guess they call it HBO Max now. It's a show called Raised by Wolves. And it's a science fiction thing where you have these two uh, robots that have, well, man, there's a whole lot to it. So basically you have these robots that have, that have been tasked with maybe restarting the human race. On Earth, there were two factions. There's sort of an, a religious faction and there's an atheist faction. And it's, I don't know if it's supposed to be like a parallel dimension or if it's supposed to be our planet and they almost seem to be like um, they call their their deity soul S-O-L which is Spanish for sun uh, and on all their uh, of the religious people most of their uh, I guess you'd call it maybe a sigil or a crest is a, like a flaming sun kind of a stylized flaming sun so I don't know. It's and it started off pretty strong, but then it seemed like to me almost as if they were making it up as as they were going along because it seems like from you know episode 1 and 2 certain things were put into place or put into play and they're saying oh these are maybe kind of the rules of this and then all of a sudden that stuff is kind of uh, left or forgotten about and is it Ridley Scott I think who's who's sort of in charge of it and so I think it's one of me it may be one of those things like much like what happened with George Lucas is when you're the main guy in charge and nobody is going to say anything or challenge you on anything what happens is it can suffer so that if you if you don't have anybody who who you trust, you can say, "All right, I'm writing this. Let's help me go through this, and let's you know let's make sure that it makes sense and that it's good." As opposed to, you know, I have a vision and I'm going to be in charge. So how do you you know how do you balance that stuff out? So it seems to me again like maybe he is the person who is calling all the shots, and it's like whatever kind of weird thoughts popped into his head. Are, are getting put up there. I will probably, I don't know if it's going to get a second season. I think it's like nine or ten episodes, something like that. And I think we're on episode seven or eight, maybe. Uh, and we, we've kind of taken a break from that. We've been a few a few weeks off. I, and with that show, I don't know that I would necessarily recommend that to you guys that, uh, for something to check out. Um, unless Unless something major happens where they pick up and also that you have, and it's one of these things too, where you have some child actors and one of the ones that is supposed to, I guess you're maybe so, kind of supposed to go on this journey with and really ident- try and identify with or have sympathy for or like, the, the, the actor is kind of, a, and I don't know if it's his, the lack of sophistication is in, in his performance but you have another child actor. So there's this one child actor, or one character called Campion, and another one whose name is Paul. And the guy who is Paul is actually, I think, a better actor than the kid who plays Campion. 
I don't know, maybe it's what they're wanting him to be, but anyway, I, I, I'm going to leave off on that. Like it's, it's again, for me, it's a, probably a thumbs down. And because I've watched so much of it, I'll give it a few more episodes and then I'm, I'm going to probably bail on it. My wife, I think has already basically checked out of it. She's like, Oh, eh. uh, you know, I'm kind of done with this. And especially when there's other stuff that's really, really good that's out there. Uh, let's see what else. I think um, that has to uh, maybe is about going to do it for what I've been watching uh, that I can remember as I'm driving here in the truck. And I don't know how long I'm going to have this show go today. I may kind of draw it to a close here pretty quick. I'm trying to think of... Uh, Oh, um, so I had mentioned earlier, and I think we'll kind of wrap up this episode with, uh, with this stuff. And I was talking about animated or anime or animated stuff. And, uh, there's some shows that I've been watching like I've mentioned in the past I'm a fan of anime uh, some of it again you have to and there's a I think there's a difference between anime and then having an animated series in anime a lot of times you'll get kind of archetypes and certain themes that are that are gone over again or kind of retreaded and in other things that are just animated features, you have more, I think it relies more on the story. And sometimes you get a combination of both. Uh, so some of the stuff that I've been watching, uh, I had heard that it was supposed to be pretty decent, which was My Hero Academy or something. I think that's the name of it. And I really like it. There are some goofy parts to it, but at what it's about, and it, it's... Uh, it's an interesting concept where you have, uh, there was this one baby that was born in China that had this golden light. And then since the birth of that baby, you, the, the world has, is basically populated by kind of heroes or villains, or you want to say like superheroes and supervillains. And people have what's called quirks and a quirk can be anything. So you could have super strength you could have um the ability to you know breathe underwater you could and it just depends or you could have a quirk where you know you can uh produce uh you, you know you can control you know heat or fire or you can or you can have like kind of an oddball quirk where you know you can levitate things but it's only small things like that you have a limit on the, the amount of weight that you could pick up or, or maybe there's a limit to your distance and so I, I think I said I don't know what I said but 80% of the people have quirks and so the story starts with this little boy who uh, he is what's called quirkless and you know of course the one thing he wants more than anything is to have a quirk that he and he can become a hero and you know help save people and all this other stuff and uh, it turns out he meets sort of this, what we would call this universal iterations, kind of a combination of a Superman type thing. He's, you know, he has such uh, 
such strength and power uh, that he's almost, uh, you know, he's kind of unbeatable type thing. And uh, it's it's an interesting it's an interesting show. It has some filler stuff, but it it's it kind of rolls over maybe some of the retread some of the old tropes of you know people wanting to be strong, people trying to figure out their place, um, you know. Uh, and I think it comes more maybe if you understand a little bit about Japanese culture and things like sense of obligation sense of trying your best sense of you know where do you fit in society you know that type of thing so uh, there's also one that I've been watching called uh, and it's on Netflix called Blood of Zeus which again is more of like a, it's I'd say it's a decent it's a decent little thing it takes place um, Kind of in in the you know in the Greek mythos and everything like that with the, with the gods and and uh, your kind of your main character is um, and I forget his name but he's one of Zeus's half children so he's a I guess you'd call him a demigod although he hasn't really manifested any powers yet uh, so or maybe you know maybe they're kind of kept in check by Zeus or something I don't know uh, but anyway it's the animation style is pretty good and it's uh, it's it's interesting. There is, uh, of course, you know, One Punch Man, which is probably one of my favorites. But it's, you know, in One Punch Man, it's like all of a sudden people start getting superpowers. And so it is very similar to, but I think One Punch Man was before, at least the animated series was before My Hero uh, Academia. And but I don't know which, maybe, and they're, of course, they're both based off of uh, mangas or comic books, you know, if we want to call them that. Uh, I don't know which came first, so I don't know sort of maybe if we're going to say who kind of took the idea from whom, although I would say that maybe One Punch Man kind of pokes fun of or jabs at some of the concepts and some of the tropes of of anime in particular. There's, a, there's one that I've been watching on and off for a long time, which is... Uh, uh, not a row, uh, which which has some really, some of the early seasons had some really good tropes and some good things, and uh, in later seasons it seems that a lot of that kind of got pushed aside. Uh, you had for the couple of the main characters, you had this big rivalry that was going on, and um, that seems to, and then one of those guys kind of goes off. In a different direction, and it's almost like he's dropped from the series, which is an interest in a way is interesting uh, because it you get sort of more uh, of the ensemble cast if you would think of it like in a live and something that would be live action. Um, there's uh, other stuff. I'll just I'll just mention a few of them that I think are just good or you should check out. Uh, there is uh, Demon Slayer, which is pretty good. Uh, it has a different, uh, it has a little bit different feel because I, and I think partially because maybe it's, it's, uh, maybe helmed by a female. And so you get a little bit different perspective, but it's, it's very well written. I enjoy it quite a bit. Um, what's some other stuff that's out there? Uh, what's it? And I always have trouble with a name. It's called, it's on Netflix. And I think I've mentioned it before, but it's called Doro Hey Doro or something like that. 
which is about there's kind of this uh, magical world and this guy gets uh, his head gets changed into a lizard head and and you have this world where there's sort of two worlds or two dimensions one of them where you have sorcerers that come over and they mess with people that aren't magic users and then they go back and then you know it's kind of like the people in the what we'll call the non-magic world don't really have a lot of way to fight back type thing so uh, although they can kill them they can't you know the uh, magic users and the sorcerers can be killed they're not invincible so they can be killed by that. But anyway, that's a pretty good one. You know, I'm kind of drawing a blank right now. So I think what I'll do, because I'm, I'm, I know I'm probably starting to turn into Ramble Man here a little bit, and I don't want to do that. So what let's do is let's go ahead and draw the show to a close. Let me give you that contact info again. If you've got any shows or movies that you'd like me to review, or if you'd like to maybe come on and do like a... Uh, like a guest host thing, you know, with me, and maybe you've got like a favorite movie you'd like me to you'd like to watch, or like like me to watch and comment on it. You'd like to come on and talk about it with me. We can do that. Doesn't mean you're going to be a permanent co-host or anything like that. Uh, but let me know if you guys would want to do something like that. So yeah, I think that's it. Let's go ahead and we'll put out the contact info. Email address is thearmedape at gmail.com the voicemail is area code 206-745-2731. All right, my beautiful monkeys and fellow travelers, I will talk to you guys next time. <laughs>